You're listening to the JFDI podcast with the two Lauras. This is the podcast for freelance social media managers. And in this episode, we are talking all things Instagram hashtags. Their names are the same. Good friends they became. Together they put their brains and magic happened. I'm talking about the two Lauras. They'll be your biggest supporters. What the selling you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two Lauras. I'm talking about the two Lauras. So we thought we would start out with our first official podcast talking about hashtags because they are kind of like the hot topic right now. So yeah, we're going to talk all about hashtags. We are going to cover various different things. But I think we'll start out by talking about some myths that are out there. You know, these myths that the gurus are shouting about. And I think maybe let's try and put those back in their box. So, Laura Davis, what is the worst hashtag myth that you've heard lately? Okay, so this is the worst, probably because I hear it the most. And that is that you shouldn't use 30 hashtags. You should only use... 9.34 or whatever random thing that guru (laughs) is saying that week that is one of the most irritating in it and in very simple terms my my response is always if they didn't want you to use 30 if 30 weren't the what the amount you should use then they wouldn't give you 30 however i would always say that you shouldn't use 30 if you're just making hashtags up for the fun of it Anyone who follows me on Instagram, you'll know that there was an example of my builder who thought he had to use 30 hashtags, so ended up using hashtag balsamic vinegar because he'd smashed some balsamic vinegar in my kitchen when he was doing the work. So I had to explain to him that there's no point in doing random ones. So 30 hashtags as long as they're relevant. Would you agree? I would agree. And on that note, one of the worst myths I heard is that hashtags look really ugly if you put them in the caption if you've got 30. Like they're really messy. People think you're really desperate. Oh yeah, that's like, come on. That is ridiculous. Who's actually spending their time sitting there counting how many hashtags you've got going, oh my God, that business must be so desperate. Yeah, who gives a shit? If people are sat there counting the numbers of hashtags their competitors put on, I think they're missing the point. What they should be doing is looking at what the hashtags their competitors are using and maybe thinking, is this something I could incorporate within my strategy? Yeah, that uh, they look ugly, they look desperate is just such a crap reason. And there was also some advice going around at the moment, wasn't there, about using less hashtags. I think it was the creator's account. I think they were saying something like three to six hashtags or something to increase your reach and using big, broad hashtags. And like, that is like good advice if you just want to grow a big audience of followers and you don't really care who they are, where they come from, what they're interested in, if they're actually going to buy from you. But if you are interested and focused on growing an audience of people who actually want to become customers and clients, then I think you should probably be ignoring that advice. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. One uh, myth that I, well, it's not a myth, it was advice that someone was quite uh, confidently giving. And I'm surprised you've not said this is your worst, worst one is when that account, which I won't name because I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I know the one you're going to say. Said you should put hashtags within your alt, alt text so you can be searchable that way. Yeah, please do not do that. Yeah. Awful. 
that's a whole other story, a whole other podcast episode about alt text. But yeah, do not do that. Um, also, hashtags don't work in stories anymore. So if people are telling, I mean, they are clickable, they work in stories, but they won't increase your reach. People won't see them if you put them in the stories. They're not going to discover you because of hashtags. Yeah, they are good for if you've got like a campaign hashtag. So from a brand awareness perspective, if you're constantly using that hashtag because it's a, it's a campaign hashtag, then that can be useful just to get that in front of people's minds. But you're not going to gain anything other than that. People aren't going to find you, are they? No, exactly. Definitely not. Right. Hashtags, caption or comments? Well, this is one that we could have six months ago chatted at depth about, but now Instagram has come out and said you need to be putting them in the actual caption, not in the comments. It kind of makes that short and sweet now because they've spoken, we should listen. We've often talked about this because for a long, long time, we were trying to figure out what what is it that gets you into the top hashtags which we'll come on to in a bit uh, and for us any post where we put the hashtags in the uh, comment in the first comment we would never ever get to the top hashtags feed would we Laura no yeah we would if we put it in the caption so to us probably for over maybe a year 18 months it, it was a no-brainer to us but there were plenty of people who if we, that ever came up in conversation would dispute that and they'd have kind of proof that they were in top hashtag feed having put it in their comments not the caption but for us we couldn't get into the top hashtags no we tried that on all three of our accounts didn't we yeah yeah both of our accounts and the two laura's account yeah they have since come in and said no no this is what's happening we think it would be better if everyone just put them in the caption yeah so definitely captioned although if you are looking for advice from schedulers on their blogs, they will probably tell you to put them in the comments still because that's one of the functions of their scheduling tool. Uh, just be careful who you're taking that advice from, really. Yeah, I, and I think that's a general rule with all advice, isn't it? Yeah. If they've got something to sell at the end, then you've got a question, why are they telling you what they're telling you? Definitely, definitely. And that, like our hashtag could be test it anyway because we say it all the time but even like the advice that we're going to give you, you you're going to need to test it because yeah. you won't know what's going to work for your accounts unless you test it i definitely want that on a teacher yeah uh, just fyi if anyone's out there looking for a christmas present for me or me okay any more myths i think they're the main ones we hear yeah, a lot. they're the ones we hear a lot aren't they okay so let's move on to talk about hashtags in general let's start with the basics then for anyone who isn't maybe familiar with Instagram, doesn't use Instagram a lot um, and doesn't really know much about hashtags, let's talk about what hashtags are for, what they do, all of that sort of basic stuff. Okay. Well, it, and, well, this is how my brain works and you all might think of hashtags being very different, but if you've got rid of the hash and just put the tag, it, it's a way to tag content and put them into certain, like a filing cabinet, essentially. So you're, you're creating a cluster of content that all relates to that particular hashtag. So anyone who uses the hashtag banana coffee, then you could go and search that particular hashtag and you will see all content that is related to coffee or banana, whichever one you're going to go with. So, And this is why it's really important to only use hashtags that are relevant. Because if you're searching a hashtag or someone is searching a hashtag about coffee and someone's put a cup of tea, God, that could cause all sorts of problems. Yeah, it's not it's not relevant, is it? Although that could be controversial. That could be a good idea. The test of it. But hashtags are essentially a way to pull together all 
common content into one area. That, that's how I tried to explain it to my husband the other day. I said that they basically put all different types of content into boxes. Okay, boxes, yeah. boxes tags, whatever. Yeah, okay. That's pretty clear. We've already sort of t- touched that where you can use them, but with um, Instagram, you can use your hashtags in your posts. So any type of post where it's got a caption, you can add hashtags, whether it's a reel, a post, a carousel, what have you. You can obviously use hashtags in there so you can be discovered by other people and be shown in the hashtags feed. So what kind of hashtags should you be using? How do you know what hashtags you should use? Where are you going to find them? Let's talk all things about the hashtags that you should be using, maybe. Okay, so the, the thing I see as a busy, big, biggest mistake for... It's a good job we've got an editor on this podcast. <laughs> biggest mistake I see, certainly businesses making, and I don't really see it within social media managers, but you need to use the hashtags that your target audience are going to be looking at, following, searching, not the hashtags that describes what you're doing, because... How you describe it might not necessarily be the terms that they're using to search for. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So what you're basically saying is that you need to use hashtags that your audience are searching for rather than hashtags around what you're trying to say or show. Yeah, unless you think they are going to be the same. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so let's have a chat about the different types of hashtags that you can find on the old gram. There are lots, so we don't need to go into detail of all of them, but we, shall we just fire out the ones that we're... Yeah, what's on your mind? Tell yeah. me, tell me. Okay, so there's 100% location-based hashtags, and I personally don't think they're used enough. Yeah. So they're going to be ideal for small businesses who are very locally, you know, serve a local audience, and also social media managers if you are doing kind of local workshops, things like that. That might be quite useful if you're trying to raise your awareness within a geographical area. Yeah. Products related hashtags. So hashtags which are about the product, as the name suggests. And that kind of links into branded hashtags as well, right? Yeah. With yeah, definitely. And the more established the brand is, you may choose one over the other. Yeah. Audience hashtags, I think, are really important for some industries. So, for example, it could be hashtag working mum or hashtag social media manager. Yeah. Yeah. So, it describes the type of person that you are appealing to, but also how they might describe themselves. And there may be a difference in those two. So, there's also community hashtags. So, that could be anything where... So, for example, we use hashtag meet the social pro. So we're, we're pulling a community of people together. I can't think of any more examples of community, can you? Yes, there was one about flexible working that Mother Pucker used to use, which was quite a good one. I can't remember what the hashtag was, but yeah. Flex. Great example from us there. Flex, see, something. <laughs> that worked well. You can obviously then have just quite broad hashtags or very niche ha- hashtags. I'd be, for example, like hashtag coffee or hashtag soya foam latte, blah, blah, coffee. Yeah. Yep. So obviously, your broad one is going to reach a much larger pool of people, potentially. But are, is your content relevant to such a large pool of people? And then vice versa. If you go really, really niche, you're only going to have a small targeted group of people, which might be perfect and often is. But just to be aware of the difference in the two. 
Okay, so there's also awareness days hashtags. Now, I don't know where I sit and feel about awareness days. I, I feel like they've had their day a little, don't you? Just feel people use them for the sake of using them. It's mm. National National Coma Dog Day. Oh, well, let's put a picture. Coma Dog Day. Let's put a picture up of my dog. And actually, it means nothing. No one cares about your dog being coped. Yeah, it's, I do think sometimes... They can be brilliant and sometimes they are perfect for your business. Other times I feel like people are just using them for a content idea, which always falls a bit flat. You know, there's no deeper meaning to it apart from I want to, oh, I don't know what to post. Oh, well, I'll post a picture of my dog. Yeah. Um, like if, if the content is good and relevant and your audience cares about it, it could be shared on any day. Yeah. Does it need it? an awareness day or an event day. Yeah, yeah. I do, I'm on the fence. I think so. Yeah. there are good awareness day. I mean, this comes from us who forgot hashtag social media managers day, right? Yeah, well, yeah, but then that's, but didn't, every, I'd hardly saw anyone mention yeah. it. Clearly not on the radar of many people in our audience either. So, you know. Happy social media managers day, belayed, by the way. <laughs> okay, event hashtags, and they're, they're a handy one, obviously, if you're running a particular event, you want people to be talking about it. It's great publicity, a great way for the event organiser to be able to pull in a load of content, get some social proof, uh, user-generated content. So they can be brilliant. And no, obviously, it's just a case of making sure everybody is aware what that event hashtag is when they're at the event. But they can be really, really effective. Okay, so holiday hashtag. I'm not talking... Laura in Mallorca with a cocktail hashtag. We're talking things like this Happy New Year. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas related, Easter, those kind of things. Yeah. Which are just really broad as well, aren't they? Very, very broad. And often contain a lot of banned content. Yeah. Valentine's Day most years is banned. And Easter was banned as well one year, wasn't it? Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. They're very broad. I can't imagine they will be effective for anybody because they're so big. Even my mom is likely to use hashtag Easter. And so if you've got that amount of content being fed into that hashtag pool, it just becomes everything's very diluted. But maybe there's more niche holidays that you or days of the year that are relevant for your clients or your. There are sometimes some good hashtags that are created around a holiday or around a day. But on hashtag Christmas, they have got a much Christmas decorations. Yeah, but but more niche than that, maybe. Hashtag maybe dog Christmas baubles. Uh, Christmas tinsel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's just, there's so many different types of hashtags, isn't there? Yeah. I think we've probably covered the large majority of how you could describe different hashtags. And all or some of them have a place but that will be dependent on your strategy or your client's strategy as to which you might want to use. It's worth pointing out, we have kind of touched on that, that you're, when you're using different types of hashtags, you'll want to consider the size of those hashtags, won't we? So yeah. like we've just said, if you use hashtag Christmas, that is going to be a massively used hashtag. It would have been used in the millions and billions of times. So if you want to put, if your content is relevant to that hashtag, then fine, pop it into that feed, but it's going to very quickly leave that feed because of how often it's used. 
So the chances of you having your content seen by lots of people is higher, but for a very, very short period of time. Yeah. And often it can be beneficial because if you can get some quick engagement on a big hashtag, then that might help you to get more engagement on a smaller hashtag. So it might push you up that, that other hashtag's feed. Yeah. So I definitely think people could, it's okay to use large hashtags, but if you're going to say, for example, use all 30 hashtags, I wouldn't be using probably more than five very, very large, well-used hashtags. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes in the same vein for very, very small or niche hashtags. So hashtag dog being combed under the Christmas tree is very, very niche possibly never been used before but funny that the benefit of that is obviously you'll stay at top of that hashtag feed for a long time in that case probably a very long time (laughs) but obviously there are going to be they're not going to be many I'm going to have to go look at this hashtag in a minute and see actually how many times it has been used but yeah so you'll you'll stay in the hashtag feed for a long period of time but obviously you've not got hundreds of thousands of people kind of been looking at that hashtag it's not the kind of hashtag people are likely to follow. So it's not going to show in their news feed. So they're actually going to have to go out of their way to go and find it. Yeah. So there are benefits to, again, using a very niche hashtag, uh, which can, you know, there's people who find me on Instagram now because of a, hashtag, a niche hashtag I used 12 months ago. Um, and that's great. As long as it's still relevant 12 months on, then it, it's totally worth doing. But again, if a bank of 30 hashtags is being used, I would probably be very niche, use niche ones again, five times each. You know, these aren't hard and fast rules, but so the the rest of our hashtags, the kind of 20 hashtags that we've got left could be much more uh, medium sized. Do you class as medium sized? I, so I consider a very large hashtag is anything within the millions. And a small one is obviously something which is in the hundreds. So I would say a medium could be, I'd be looking at, I wouldn't probably want to go more than half a million in size. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Probably half a million, maybe 750 at at a push. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it does kind of depend on what those hashtags are, but you'll find the bigger your hashtags as well, you'll also get much more bot comments and loads of spam and cryptocurrency people. And lots of people doing follow, unfollow. So you're more likely to see much more fluctuations in your follower numbers. Because when people use the automations to do follow, unfollow, they they select which hashtags they want to target and generally speaking will target, target the larger hashtags. So yeah, medium, I would say anything from used probably 50,000 times up to like 750,000. Agree, agree. But these are... You know, these are just our our opinions, and like everything we've already said, you need to test it. You may have very very different results to us. Yeah, and it do, and it will depend on your, you know, on your clients as well. And it may be that actually some clients will need to have much more of those bigger hashtags within that thirty. So, which is why I'm trying not to say a hundred percent. You just need because I don't want we don't want to be quoted as giving crap advice because you know there's already enough of that out there we just want people to understand that a variety of sites hashtags is really important but that each is going to be different depending on your strategy and your clients definitely 
Okay, so we know about like the different types of hashtags. So let's talk about how you can actually rank in a hashtag feed and like what the benefit of that is. Yeah, it's all well and good saying, yeah, you want to rank in a hashtag feed, but there needs to be a reason for it. So let's just explain what ranking in a hashtag actually means. So when you are on Instagram and you're looking at the Instagram feed, there's a couple of different tabs. Actually, you've got three tab- tabs now, haven't you? Because you've now got a Reels tab, which I don't have. Yeah. So you see the top feed and the recent feed. And top feed is where you would rank. So that's like the most popular content, the content that's got the most engagement um, on it, where the algorithm has kind of been signaled that this is a useful post. And that top feed isn't the same for everybody. So it's really important to understand that. So what I see in my top feed will be different to what Laura sees in her top feed, even on our, say, on our account that we use together, the two Lauras, we will see different things, which is very strange. So how do you actually rank in those top posts? So it all comes down to the different types of hashtags you've used in your strategy. And we have talked about those different types of hashtags and the different sizes and what have you. But the way that it works is that when your post goes out, if the, if you've used some, some of those bigger, broad hashtags, the ones with the millions of followers, it's likely that your post will get an initial burst of activity because of those hashtags, mostly from people who do not follow you yet. They don't know who you are. But within a couple of minutes, that post will be buried in that feed, so it won't be seen again. So those first few minutes are really important. And if it gets any activity on there, then that's brilliant. That's signaling to the algorithm that that post is useful. And then those medium hashtags that you're using, again, they're going to get some activity, but maybe for a bit longer. So maybe not minutes, maybe more like hours, maybe even days. And then, so people who are visiting those hashtag feeds or who follow those hashtags, so they're seeing content in their feed, in their news feed, they might engage with those posts. And whilst all of that is happening in the background and that activity is happening of whether somebody's watching your video or they've clicked like on a post or what have you that's signaling to the algorithm that this post is interesting so therefore they will show it to your followers and the more of that activity it gets the more of your followers will see that post in their newsfeed. so the instagram algorithm will look at your post it will see who's engaging and it will show it to more of your followers based on what is happening with your non-followers because of the hashtags, theoretically. So that's where your niche hashtags will then start to sort of perform because that's where the post might start to rank and as well as like the top performing posts in that feed. So that's why you want to use a variety of the different hashtags. Those first big ones will get that initial burst of, flur- of activity. Medium ones will keep that activity going for a bit longer. And then the niche ones where you're more likely to rank. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I, I think it's really important to put the kind of human spin on that in that if, if for example, my mom goes and searches on Instagram Christmas bauble, she doesn't understand any of the, the algorithm, any of what Laura's just talked about. All she will see is when she lands on that, she possibly won't even see that there's a difference between top and recent. Now, remember, we all know that because we are you know, social media people, but I genuinely think the the average person probably won't even spot that. So therefore the content that they look at is what's ranked in the top hashtag feeds, which is why it's important that you are I don't think you should become anyone should be, become obsessive about getting into the top ranks. <laughs> but it should be on the back of your mind. You know, have you ever looked on the hashtags that you're using and actually go and see whether you're at the top of them? 
because that's as Laura said, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be at the top of them for everybody who looks at that hashtag, but it gives you a good steer as to whether that con- your content is performing within those hashtags. Because that is what the average user is going to be seeing without, you know, they're not going to understand the algorithm or anything like that. But if they find your content through there, then that's obviously a big win. Yeah, definitely. And if they're following those hashtags, then they won't even need to go in the hashtag feed. It'll just be shown in their newsfeed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they work. If you are unsure if you have ranked, though, you could use some tools like Flick uh, to get notifications about whether or not your content's ranked. Because sometimes if you're not in Instagram, like 24-7, you won't. I know, some people aren't. It's bizarre. You won't know if your post is ranked because it may have fallen out of the rank by the time you go and look. Whereas if you're using a tool like Flick or something else similar, that will actually notify you that a post is ranked and what hashtag it ranked in, which is quite useful. Yeah. Okay, what I find really interesting about hashtags, and I'd love, I'd love Instagram to when they next give us a call <laughs> to tell us a bit more about this, about following hashtags. So you and I, and obviously the, the listeners, will know about following hashtags. For us, it's brilliant. You know, we can follow hashtags, you know, hashtag social media managers, and it's a great way for us to go and find new audiences and engage with those people. So it can be a really brilliant way us to find people and to find find content as well right yeah yeah, totally yeah but do you think the general public my mom seems to appear quite a lot in this one sure might actually have an instagram account yeah yeah. on there as well do you think joe blogs you know the mom on the playground the person stood next to you in the tesco's queue do you think they follow hashtags on it not on your life i bet they don't even know how to do that they probably don't even know that's a thing no I don't think that they do. I think marketers know that that's a thing. I think maybe people using Instagram for business, some of them might know that's a thing. But I think, and I probably am wrong on this, but I think it's unlikely that people know all of the different ways that you can use hashtags and what have you on Instagram. And, and in all honesty, Joe Public using Instagram just to go and see what their friends are doing probably doesn't even ever click on a, a hashtag feed. So. Hashtags are a great way for us as a as a business to find our audience or the content or our content that we want to find. But if not vice versa, we don't think many Joe blogs public, if that's your target audience, are going to find people via following hashtags. We're, there's no we've done no scientific research there. It's just us like pondering. Because I once went and had a look, I was trying to have a look to see who follows what. And I went on my friends who were on Instagram and not one of them was following the hashtag. And actually, when I, I've just been away on holiday with my friends who are so not social media people at all. And I'd say things when they were trying to, you know, put a boomerang of their pina colada up. And they were like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was a thing. And I didn't, you know, so I do think it's really important with all of this is that we have to remember that if you're targeting, you know, Joe blogs, Joe, bless him or her, <laughs> might not know all of these things even exist. So we just need to be mindful of that. Definitely. So anything else we want to add about hashtags? Actually, I have just thought of one thing I do want to add. Go on, just like that. When it comes to using hashtags, don't let hashtags hold you back. That is my motto of the day. I know that was very deep, wasn't it? Right. So one thing that we find a lot is that social media managers don't know what to post and they get stuck on what to post. So I'll just say, if you if that's the thing that's holding you back, like you don't know what hashtags to use, just post. Like, just do it anyway. 
Don't overthink it. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say hashtags aren't the be-all and end-all. And as mm. we've all seen this over the last probably over a year now, that hashtags are not as effective as they used to be. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say don't use them because if your post is reach, you know, you reach an extra 100 people because of hashtags, then that's, you know, hashtags well used. That's 100 people. If you shove those 100 people in a community hall, you'd be proud to have filled that community hall with 100 people. So I definitely think hashtags should still be used, but I just don't think we need to worry. Yeah, let's not overthink it. And if they don't work, if they're tanking and you're not getting much reach on your hashtags, just don't worry about it. But don't, as Laura say, don't don't let that stop you. It's just an, you think of hashtags as an added bonus. They're like the sprinkling on the top of your cupcake. You still eat your cupcake without your sprinkles, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. You need to put that on a graphic. Okay, uh, so that's it. That's all our musings on hashtags. These are just our opinions, our thoughts as we obviously dedicate 99% of our working lives to being on Instagram. Uh, So yeah, do let us know if you think any differently or if you've heard anything else, but our general takeaways are ignore the people on the on the old gram telling you that you need to post 9.5 hashtags in the comments because they're wrong (laughs) exactly so we'll see you in the next episode but for now make sure you hit subscribe and come and let us know in our facebook group what you think and what strategies are working for you when it comes to instagram hashtags you can find our facebook group at the socialmediamanagershub.com